Okay, we're learning Daf Yud Aleph. We're starting from the Mishnah and the bottom of Yud Amid Beis. So we've spoken about Yados and we've spoken about Kinuyim. Now we're going to continue a bit of a different discussion today. And uh, I just want to introduce just one more concept before we start. Is that sometimes you could say something is like something else. And that's an effective way of making an idea. So that idea of likening something, you're making a connection. You're saying this loaf of bread is like a carbon. So I didn't use any, a kino, I didn't use any yad. I just made a, a drew a connection between my loaf of bread and the carbon. My, my loaf of bread is like the carbon, so that's binding. So what is that? So the terminology, the correct terminology for this, and we're going to be learning about this for the next few blots, so buckle in for this, is that it's called hatfasa. Hatfis means, again, hatfasa is you're connecting two items. Now the Torah says that when you do that, there's an indication in the drasha, eventually we'll see in the second parak. I'm just kind of foreshadowing what, we'll, what we will see, is that it's if I link it to something which is forbidden because of a neder, in other words, it was, it was, it was also because a human being made it also, then the hatfasa is binding, which is exactly what a carbon is. Why is a carbon also? Because a human being consecrated it. That's, that's what made it also. So therefore, if I liken it to a carbon, so that's a valid hatfasa, and therefore it's binding. Or I could liken it to another loaf of bread, which somebody made a neder on. You know, like that, that's simple. But if I matvitz it bedavar ha'aser, let's say I say that this thing is like a, it's like a piece of treif, it's like a piece of chazer, you know? This loaf of bread is going to be upon me like a piece of chazer. So that's not, that's not a nether, because you're likening it to something which is also nothing to do with a person. Hashem says, stam, that the, the chazer is, in, is just inherently forbidden, and therefore you can't eat it. So if I liken it, if I'm matvitz bedavar ha'aser, something inherently also, so then that's not a binding nether. Hatfasa is valid, but it's only valid if I'm matvitz bedavar Bidavar Hanadar. What are other examples of Zavar Hanadar? Maybe like a hectish item. Those are just simple ones. But we're going to see it's going to get quite complex in drawing the line between a Zavar Hanadar and a Zavar Haaser. So here we go. Omer, first we start off with the following case. Somebody says to his friend, Lachulin Cha'ocha Lachulin, with a patach, that which I will eat of you, of, of, of yours. So what does Lachulin mean? So Chulin means non-consecrated stuff. But Lachulin is actually a weird way of saying not Chulin. La chulin, the opposite of chulin, not chulin, that which I will eat of you. So what basically he's saying is that your stuff is like, fill in the blank, hektish. Now he didn't say it's like hektish. He didn't use the word hektish. He said la chulin, right? So he's saying it's not chulin, that which I will, that, that which I will, that which I will eat from you. But again, he's not saying those, he's not saying those words. Now the intent here clearly is that it should be ushered to him like hektish. But he didn't say the word like hektish. Okay, that's the key. He's saying it's not chulin, and we're trying to just infer from his words that it means it's hektish. Or he says, lo kosher, it is not kosher. Lo dachi, it's not clean. Or tahar, he says it's not clean. It's not, ta- it's not pure. Tameh, no sir, or pigle. Or he says that um, your stuff should be upon me just like something which is no sir. Tame, which is nosar or pigle. So let's try to understand those. What is tame, nosar, and pigle? So those are all something that can happen to a carbon. A carbon, um, after a certain time, you do the zirika, you throw the blood, now it's meant to be eaten. The meat can become tame, and you can't, won't necessarily be allowed to eat it. The meat can become nosar, it might be left over in the, type, the right frame of when you're supposed to eat it, and then it becomes also to eat or pigle. The Kohen might think the wrong thing when he does the avoda, and therefore you're not allowed to eat it. There are different reasons you might not be allowed to eat a carbon. But what you're saying when you say that it's like no, uh, tell me no zero pigle is that you're saying it's like a carbon. You're saying it's like a carbon which has those isurim. 
So it's a little interesting. Okay, and the Gemara is going to get into that because you're not just saying it's like a carbon. You're, you're you're saying particularly to the state of a carbon that it cannot when the carbon cannot be eaten. You're saying like the meat of a carbon which is also to eat and is subject to those restrictions. But we're assuming you're that you're being matfis in like the central in the central state of a carbon which is a davar another which is also because it's a vowed thing that even being consecrated and therefore you can't eat it. A similar thing, Ki'imra, let's say somebody said, your food should be upon me like a lamb. So it's interesting because you didn't say it's a carbon, but if you're saying it's like a lamb, then we understand that it means like a lamb that's been designated as a carbon and it's like you've been matfis to a known lamb, which, is a, which, is, which a person has to stay away from and therefore it's, it's atfasa. Kadirim, a deer is like a, a pen. You know, a pen where you keep all the animals. So you're saying it's, again, the same thing. Even though you didn't say it, but we're assuming it's like a reference to a pen that has an animal of a carbon inside. Ka'itzim, if you say it's like the wood. So we're assuming that it, you're linking it to the wood that you put on the Mizbeach as part of the fire of the Mizbeach. Every day they would put in two new logs. So we're assuming you're linking it to those, to those woods. Ka'itzim, you're saying it's like the fire. So we're assuming you're linking it to the Mizbeach's, uh, to the Mizbeach stuff. And again, this is Hektish's property. Comes uh, back, or you liken it to the mizbeach, the mizbeach itself. So what does that mean? So pashup shad, the mizbeach is not a davar another, right? It's not something that person consecrates from their own. So what it seems like you're saying, like the things that are offered on mizbeach, that's the way we understand your words. Kahechol, like the hechol, the hechol is the edifice, the structure itself. But again, we understand it means like the things that are that are that are that are offered in the hechol. Ki Yerushalayim, somebody says it's like Yerushalayim. Again, Yerushalayim is not a is not a, a neder, a davar another, but again, you're a reference to the carbonos brought in the base of mikdash in Yerushalayim. Or maybe he vowed likening it to any of the things which accessorize the Mizbeach, right? They have bowls, they would catch the blood, throw the blood, pitchers. So he likens it to one of the Kalim which used the Mizbeach. So those are also bought with Hektish money. So therefore it's a Dover, a Dover, no, another. Even in all these cases, he didn't mention that he's likening it to a carbon outright. He didn't say that. I raise it, another carbon, but it's still considered another because it's like he's associating with a carbon. So, uh, we see many, many different chidushim here in the Mishnah. The opening line in the Mishnah, which we're going to come back to, is where the guy said, La chulin that this, what, what your stuff is not chulin to me, with the implica- implication being it's not chulin, but rather like a holy thing. So it's like, from what he didn't say, we infer what he means. So he's saying it's like the thing that is not chulin. It is like hektish. We see that's one point in the Mishnah. And then we're learning all these other things in the Mishnah where you're likening it uh, you're making a hatfasa that, that, that this loaf of bread, your item or whatever, should be like. So the simplest thing is just say like a carbon. But we're getting all these complicated things where I don't really say carbon outright, but we're still saying it's, it could be effective. So I could, I, I, I could say it's like a carbon in a state where it can't be eaten. Nice or pickle. Tame. I could say it's like all the places where, where carbon's brought. I could say it's like the animals, like the pen, of, you know, different, different vague words which... Show us that you're being matrasid in a carbon. Review the really clarifying the whole Mishnah. And he's saying that I can't say this is Yerushalayim. I have to use the word like Yerushalayim. I need the kit. I need the kit. Without the kit, without the likening, then it's no good. And uh, it's an interesting point because Yerushalayim, his point is, isn't itself anything. If I say this is a carbon, great. If I have a loaf of bread, I'm saying it's a carbon. Very good. I understand that's fossil. But Yerushalayim, it isn't really like that, right? Yerushalayim, you say, oh, it's just like the offering which is brought in Yerushalayim, as we explained. So you have to say like. You have to say like, it has to be something which we can do that. Without that, then it would not, uh, it would not work. Without the coffin. We'll explore more about that in the Gemara. All right, so now we get into a very Gishmaka topic. Right away, the Gemara has an interesting issue. 
Sivarua, we assume, and the Rishonim say, even though the Gemara uses the word, we assume, it's an assumption which, which stands. In other words, this is clearly pshat. Sivarua, my lachulin. What does the Mishnah mean? Again, what was the opening line of the Mishnah? Lachulin, loch lach. That your stuff to me, lachulin, shaochalacha, that your stuff should be to me, lachulin. And we say that's binding. What does lachulin mean? That it's not chulin. So the inference is rather that it's like hectish, and that's why the nether is binding. So that's the pshat. My lachulin, lolachulin, because that's what you're saying. Lamid with a patach. Lachulin means it's the opposite. It's the opposite of chulin. Your stuff, which I will eat. Meaning that your stuff should be upon me towards eating as if it's hectish. El carbon rather should be treated like a carbon. And the nether is effective because of the inference. So what do I see? I see that language is effective in inferences. Meaning, again, we've learned about kinuim, we've learned about yadas. Now we're up to a new way of speaking. Speaking through inference. Inference is different than a partial nether, guys. But place we have to chop this. This is very different than yados. Yados is that I say words which don't explicitly say something, but from what I said, it's a partial statement to something else. Somebody might think that this is just a textbook yados. What, you, what I will eat from you should not be chulin, meaning, ha, huh, the inference is it will be hectic. Isn't that a partial statement of, of a nether? The answer is no, Rabbi says, not yados. It's very important. Because if I don't make the inference, this is the key. If I don't make an inference, then do I, I don't even have a partial statement of a nether. Unless I have the right in language to make an inference and say it's not chulin, but rather it is hektish, then I don't even have a partial statement of, 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 of a nether. So therefore, the basic fundamental question that I want to know here in language, says the Gemara, is if a person says one thing, implying something, is an implication part of language or not? Is, 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 is it considered as if he said, what I will eat from you will be hectish? Or do I say, no, he said, what I will eat from you will not be hulin. What will it be? Now, clearly we know in his mind, he's intending and thinking it should be hectish. But what, again, in, in the Dharm, we don't care what's in his mind. In the Dharm, we care about what he said. In the Shailas and Hilchos Lashem, in the laws of speech, when I say it is not hulin, is that actually saying is that an expression that this is hectic or not? So it sounds like the Gemara, the Gemara says, it sounds like for the Mishnah that it is. It's tantamount to saying this is hectic. Mani Masnis, and who is the Mishnah that language works with inferences? Rebbe Meir doesn't buy that. And the terminology here is, where Meir does not hold that the implication of a negative is that you hear the positive. Again, you might know the intent, but you don't hear it in the language. Did not, where do we see this? If you're making a stipulation, in business, let's say, and you don't stipulate in a way that Moshe Rabbeinu did with God and Ruvain, then it's not binding. What do we mean to say? Moshe Rabbeinu, when he gave the Eber Yaradin to God and Ruvain, what did he say? He said, it's yours, but he made a stipulation, only on condition that you will go fight with your brothers later for Klaizar. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't simply say in a one directional way, it's yours in condition you go fight. He said, and if you do not go fight, then it will not be yours. Moshe Rabbeinu said it in the positive and the negative. If you, it is yours if you fight. If you do not fight, it is not yours. Says Rabbi Meir, now that is like a paradigm that like shows us the guiding light. If you want to make it tonight, you have to make it in a double way. If I'm making the Kedushan with the woman and I say, you are Mekudashas, if you give me 200 Zuz, in order for the tonight to be binding, I have to say, and if you don't give me the 200 zoos, then you are not Makudatras. It has to be two directional, or else it's not a good tonight. What's the Varden Remeir? 
Now, Rabbi Yudah disagrees, right? Rabbi Yudah says, no, you say one part, and then it's self-understood. If Moshe Rabbeinu would tell them that it's yours if you will go fight, well, then obviously it's understood that if you do not go fight, then it will not be yours. It's part of what Moshe Rabbeinu said. So the Pshad is, the Gemara seems to be assuming that it's a Shaila in the Klaal, this question, do I say that inferences are part of language or not? So therefore, our Mishnah, which said, La Karban is Asr, must be that our Mishnah is not Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir holds it has to be double-sided. El Rebbe Yehuda. Clearly, our Mishnah must only be Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yehuda holds that a Tanai could be one-sided and you can work with implications. Language works in that way. But the, the structure of the Mishnah doesn't sound that way because the, at the, if the, the person speaking, the Stam Tana here is Rabbi Yehuda, Ema Sefer, look at the very end of the Mishnah. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda pipes up at the end of the Mishnah. He makes the point that you have to have the Ka. If somebody says, you know, this loaf of bread is Jerusalem, that's nothing because Jerusalem is not an inherently consecrated thing. It's just that you're trying to reference the animals brought in Yerushalayim. So Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda said you need the Ka. So the point is that structurally, me the Sefer Rabbi Yehuda, if Rabbi Yehuda pipes up at the end of the Mishnah, Reisha, so then it sounds like until now, Rabbi Yudah has not been speaking. So if it sounds like Rabbi Yudah has not been speaking until now, then how could the beginning of the Mishnah only be according to Rabbi Yudah? So the Gemara is saying, it would, the law in the beginning, only makes sense according to Rabbi Yudah. The problem is Rabbi Yudah is piping up only at the end of the Mishnah about a different point. It sounds like he hasn't been the one speaking yet. So the Gemara answer is cool, Rabbi Yudah, in truth, the whole Mishnah was going like Rabbi Yudah. The way we understand the end of the Mishnah, where we say that it has to be said, this is like Yerushalayim, it's, we explain, the whole thing was Rabbi Yudah, and we put in a shin. She Rabbi Yudah, Omer, because Rabbi Yudah says, Omer Yerushalayim, Omer Klum, without the Kaf, it's meaningless. So the whole Mishnah was only Rabbi Yehuda. And that's why we're saying we work with language with implications. If you go like Rameir, Lachulun Shaukhalacha would not be a valid either. Did he say, did he say it is like Hektish? He didn't say it's like Hektish. He said it's not Hulin. Not Hulin is not saying Hektish. And again, I can't hammer, but say this point again enough. It's such a lumdisha point. And it's not even a Yad. A yad is a, that the debor in the speech, it's a partial statement of an edit. If I don't work in language with implications, then if I don't see the implication in the language itself, then I don't even have a partial statement of nether at all. And therefore, if you hold like Rameir, it's not a binding nether. So now we object to this. The Gemara is objecting. Rabbi Yudah says here, somebody says that, that, that this loaf of bread is like Jerusalem, it's Asr, and the idea is because it's referencing the animals brought in Yerushalayim, but we see in a bride differently. Somebody who says that something is like Yerushalayim hasn't said anything, actually, you have to explicitly say like an item brought in Jerusalem, meaning the town of our Mishnah, when he presented Rabbi Yudah, he's presenting it against the way it's brought in the Brisa. Right? In our Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah says, someone who says this, this loaf of bread is like Yerushalayim has made a nether. And the Baraiso says, no, you have to reference an animal brought in Jerusalem. So the Gemara answers, no, cool, Rabbi Yudi. Really, as we said, everything is good. The whole mission is Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi There are simply two different Tanam who disagree about Rabbi Yudah's position if someone said like Yerushalayim. Our mission held Rabbi Yudah holds Ki Yerushalayim is an effective nether. And it happens to be that the Baraiso has a dissenting view where we don't view it that way. And Ki Yerushalayim doesn't work until you reference something brought in Yerushalayim. But let's go back to our primary issue, the opening line in the Mishnah, which means what I will eat from you will not be chulin. That Mishnah holds that was an effective nether. We're coming out that that din is dependent whether you hold of this big dispute, how you side in the issue. If a person says something by way of implication and implies something else, is the implication part of his speech. If the implication is part of his speech, that's Rabbi Yudah's position, then stipulations don't have to be double-sided. And then Omer Lachul and would be a binding nether. But if you hold like Rameir, that Kol Tanai Sheinu Kodim Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain double-sided is not a Tanai, 
then it wouldn't be effective. Just to speak out, a very important point, which the Ron tells us, how does Rabbi Yudah understand why Moshe Rabbeinu had to make a double-sided tonight? Right? That's from Mayor source. How does Rabbi Yudah respond to that? So the Gemara in Chulun addresses that. And the Gemara, I'm sorry, the Gemara in Sota addresses that. The Gemara in Sota says that Rabbi Yudah agrees by mamon, by mamon, by monetary matters, you have to say it both ways. The whole dispute, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yudah, is only by Isser. Rabbi Yudah's point is that Isurim are not derived from monetary matters. So Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking in money matters, right? You get the land, you don't get the land. There, everybody agrees it has to be spoken out both ways. Our question is specifically to Isur. Okay. Now the Gemara is going to learn a Brisa. And it's going to be line by line. We're going to dissect this b'risa. And again, obviously, it's going to be related to our mission. But let's learn it line by line. Let's take it slow. Tanya says in a b'risa, chulin, ha chulin, ka chulin. Somebody starts making an nether. And he says, chulin, ha chulin, ha chulin with a hey with a patach means the chulin. Or ka chulin, like chulin. Okay, that's the opening words he says. Whether he concludes that which I will eat from you. In other words, the guy says, what I'll eat from you will be chulin. Or will be like Hulin, or it's the Hulin. In all of these cases, in that case, obviously he's not saying anything, right? Well, I'll eat from you, will be Hulin is saying, I'm allowed to eat from you. Or if he says, or if he says, what I will not eat from you, and whether he says that, so what would that mean? What I will not eat from you will be like Hulin. Even in that case, mutter, it is mutter for him to eat from the food. So in the second case, chulin, that which I will not eat from you, there's an implication. That which I would eat from you would be hectish. Still, the b'risa says you're allowed to eat from your friend's food. Clearly, who does the b'risa hold like? Rebbe Meir. In other words, again, the b'risa is saying, if I say what I, whether I say what I will eat from you or what I will not eat from you will be chulin, I'm mutter to eat from my friend. So if I said what I will not eat from you will be chulin, there's an implication that what I would eat from you would be hektish. So why is the price of saying it's mutter? The pshat is the price holds like Rameh. If you hold like Rabbi Yudah that the language works with implications, and if someone said what I will not eat from you will be chulin, implying what I would eat from you would be hektish, then what would the din be? Us. The pshat is the price is going like Rameh. That's clear. That opening line of the price of loy oichalach in the chulin is only going like, that it's mutter should only be like Rameh. Continues the Brisa, and this is a very hard outline. To this, so hard that many Rishonim here delete the following line from the Brisa. If a person, if a person says La Chulin Aser, if a person says Na Chulin, that which I will eat from you, he is Aser. This is very hard because what did we say La Chulin? What does La Chulin mean? As we said, La Chulin means not Chulin. La with a Patach means Na Chulin, that which I will eat from you. So it's also, isn't that exactly what the Mishnah said? And we said that the Mishnah is only going like Rabbi Yudah, not Rabbi Meir. This Brisa is Rabbi Meir. So many, 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 as we saw from the opening line, so many Rishonim simply delete this line in the Gemara. In the, in the, in the, very interesting. Other Rishonim, and this is a hard point, well, say it out, speak it out, because complexity is good. They change the Gersa, they tweak the Gersa, they don't delete the line, but they put the line, instead of saying Lachulin, they put it to Lochulin. Not chulin, but with a low, like not just grammatically lamed with a kap with a patach. And why does it make a difference? The idea is that if somebody says lo chulin shalchulach, not chulin that which I will eat, then that is the equivalent of saying carbon. That's not just inference. Listen to this subtlety. In, inference is when I say la chulin, but if I say lo chulin, that is itself a word of carbon. Now that's a very hard idea, because that, that puts grammar. 
into this question of inference. There's inferring something and then there's saying it in the negative. Saying it in the negative is a way of saying it. If I say lo chulen, that is itself a way of saying the word carbon. But if I use lamed with a patach, which translates to not chulen, which in, in just in the way the grammar works and infers carbon, then that, that's, that, that's something which would not be binding. That's a very hard split, and that's why many of you don't buy that. They don't buy that. It makes a difference if I say la or I say lo. In grammar, they mean the same thing. So therefore, many of you shouldn't simply delete that line from the brizer. Now, okay, so let's assume it's deleted just for simplicity's sake. We're going like Rem Meir. Says the last line of the brizer, la chulin lo chulacha. Somebody says, la chulin, I should not eat of you. Mother, it's mother from to eat his friend's food. What does that mean here? Again, la chulin means na chulin. So what he's saying is that that which I will not eat of yours is not chulin. <laughs> that which I will not eat of you is not chulin. It's like a double negative. What I'm not eating from you is not chulin. So what's the implication? What I will eat from you is chulin, meaning it's permitted. So clearly this line is mutter, not, not even according to Rabbi Yudha, this would be mutter. What I will not from eat from you will not be chulin, meaning what I will eat from you would be chulin. So that means I'm allowed to eat from you. So this is a line which should be mutter whether you are like Rameir or Rabbi Yudha. So let's go over the price. So we're going to assume again the difficult line was deleted and we'll just go over the two points that the price has said. Somebody in the opening line said, whether he said So that second case where he said that which I will not eat from you is chulin, implying what I would eat from you is hakdish, the b'raisa says is mutter. Clearly the b'raisa holds like Rameir, not Rabbi Yudah. The second part of the b'raisa where a guy says that sounds like something which would be mutter according to everybody. Basically it sounds like he's saying that which I won't eat from you is not considered chulin, implying but what I would eat from you is considered chulin is mutter. It would sound that everybody would hold that way. So the Gemara analyzes. Obviously, as we, we ourselves deduce, the opening line is Rameir, the lesson we call We don't accept the principle that from the implication of the negative, you hear the positive. That's why when the guy says, What I want you from you would be chulin, implying what I would eat from you would be hectic, it's still permitted. Great. But now we turn to the last line. Someone says, I shouldn't eat of you, he's mutter. And the surface, that seems totally compatible with Rameir. In truth, it sounds like even like it's compatible with Rabbi as well, because it simply means what I wouldn't eat from you won't be chulin, meaning what I eat from you would be, what, what someone said, what I won't eat from you is not chulin, implying what I eat from you would be chulin. So it sounds like everything's good. But the Gemara introduces a new variable. We learned in a Mishnah. This Mishnah is coming up in two Dapim from now. Mishnah and Dafyud Gimel. It says in the Mishnah as follows. La Karban. Again, what does La mean? So La usually what, what that would mean is not. So not a Karban. Lo Ochelach. I should not eat from you. Okay. Well, so you would say for sure, no problem, right? What's not a Karban? It's Rabbi Meir Oser. It still says Rameir Asos. So how is that? How is that, how is that true? Pashup Shai, you would say, because you're working with the implication. Not a carbon, I shouldn't eat from you. It sounds like, but it is a carbon, what I would eat from you. And we're working with the implication. But that clearly is not the right shot, because Vakashalan, when we learned that, we said, We can't say Rameir Oser, Rameir doesn't work with implication. So not a carbon, what I won't eat from you, meaning, but what I would eat from you would be a carbon. That, that meaning, that implication can't be binding according to Rabbi Meir. So what's the pshat when someone says la carbon lo ochalach rameir oisa? What's pshat? So we have this problem. So we introduce a new point. For Amar Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba said nasa ka'imer. It says if the person said la carbon yehe, not la carbon, not a carbon, but rather as follows: la carbon can also have a different connotation. It is equal to a carbon. 
lefikach, and therefore lo ochalach. I will not eat from you. So in other words, what we're saying is that lamid with a patach, lamid, la, doesn't just mean low carbon, not carbon. It also has a different meaning. Lick carbon, that it's to a carbon. It's equivalent to a carbon. And, there, and then we add in the word, and therefore I will not eat from you. So what we're saying is that lurking in the, in the lamid is two possible meanings. It could mean not, not a carbon I will not eat from you, meaning that, but, 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 but what I would eat from you would be a carbon. That wouldn't be binding because that's only working with implication. But lamid can also, lech, I'd also be saying this is equal to a carbon and loachalacha means, and therefore I will not eat from you. Rabbi Abba says that's hidden. And that's not, and this is a key here, it seems that that is not, uh, that's not a problem of meklal avatashamehen, which makes sense because he's saying it's equal to a carbon, but I won't eat from you. That's not working with any implication. You just have to buy Rabbi Abbas Chiddush is that the la, instead of meaning not carbon, it could also mean to a carbon, equivalent to a carbon, and therefore I will not eat from you. Great, fine. That's a Mishra and Dafir Gimel. What does the Gemara want with that? So look at the Gemara. So to hear, what's the guy saying? He said, I shouldn't eat from you. Zok the Gemara, why don't I say the same thing? Instead of saying it means, and what the guy is saying is that which I won't eat from you will not be chulin, but mashma, what I would eat from you would be chulin, and therefore it's mutter. Why don't we say This Actually, he's saying something else. He's saying, not chulin, but a carbon. Okay, we'll keep that meaning that he's saying, not chulin, but implying rather a carbon. But let us say what he means is, therefore I will not eat of yours. Instead of saying that what I won't eat from yours is not chulin, why don't we say what he's saying is, it's not chulin, but rather a carbon. Therefore, I will not eat from you. The same way when a person said there in the Mishnah, la carbon, lo ochalacha. We interpreted it to mean that because it's like a carbon, therefore, I will not eat from you. Why don't I say that so too here, when the guy said, la chulin, lo ochalacha, we'll say it means la chulin, not a chulin, but rather to carbon, lo ochalacha, and therefore, I will not eat from you. And it should be also even according to Ramer. Now, the Gemara is really hard. Why is the Gemara really hard? Because in the case where I said le carbon, I understand. Because there I don't need miklal He says to a carbon. As long as it could mean to a carbon. Then I could say, therefore I will not eat from you. And I'm not working with any implications. It should be to a carbon. Therefore I will not eat from you. Great. That's no implication. But here he said lachulin. Lo ochalach. So even if you want to say that the interpretation is lachulin, not chulin, but rather to a carbon, therefore I will not eat from you, even if you want to say that's what lachulin means, and I'll accept that it means lachulin, therefore lochalach. Even if we do buy that, it still needs to work with the implication because he still said lachulin. Haraya, the our Mishnah, or the opening line of the Brisa, when a guy said, when a guy says lachulin sha'ochalach, right? The Mishnah said lachulin sha'ochalach. Nachulin, what I will eat from you, implying what I would eat from you would be a carbon. We said that it's not binding according to Amir. Why? Because he only said nachulin. He didn't say carbon. So what's the Gemara saying that if a guy says lachulin, lachulin lochalach mutter, that it should be interpreted nachulin rather to a carbon, therefore I will not eat and it will be also according to Amir. Why? He still only said nachulin and we still have to imply carbon. So the Rishonim explained, and this is where it gets hard, again, with this idea. We've shown him explain that if a person said the words, lo ochalacha, I will not eat from you, then it upgrades the lachulin of nachulin to becoming as if he said it is carbon. Because the lo ochalacha, it, 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 it supplements, it, it enhances the strength of the inference. That's the key. 
That's the, that's the reason the language is stronger. In our Mishnah, what did the guy say? The guy said, what I will eat from you will not be chulin. He didn't say the words, I will not eat. Those words did not come out of his mouth. He said, what I eat from you is not chulin. So to make meaning and infer, but what I eat from you is carbon, that's, a, that's just an inference. And Rameyer says an inference is not good enough language. But here, if our interpretation is correct, that we can interpret, it is not chulin, and therefore I will not eat. The I will not eat upgrades the not chulin into being exactly like he said, what I, that, that, that it's a carbon. Because the key is he uses stronger words, I will not eat. That's stronger words of a nether than saying what I would eat from you, when, what, what I would come to eat from you will not be, will not be chulin. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, even though we established a price to be like Rameir, why in the last line of the price are we saying la chulin, lo mutter? Why don't we interpret that it means la chulin, not chulin, rather a carbon? Therefore, lo I will not, I will not um, eat from your stuff. And that should be binding even according to Rabbi Meir. So we were interpreting Lachulin Pashab Shat of Lachulin to mean without this whole therefore. It's just saying that which I won't eat from you will not be Chulin. Implying what I would eat from you would be Chulin, therefore it's Mutter. There's not even implication of Asa. The Gemara is saying, no. Do like the Mishnah Dafid Gimel, where we make it with like a Lafikach, we stick in and we say what it means is Lachulin, not Chulin, therefore I will not eat from you. And then it would be binding even according to Rabbeir. So the Gemara answers this new approach of the Tana and Dafid Gimel, Hi Tana, this Tana, the price of Sav, like Rameir Bachadi. He agrees with Rameir in one respect. He disagrees with him in another aspect. in one respect, He doesn't accept the idea that you can make language from an inference. That was the opening line of the Brisa, where the guy said, Chulin, what I won't eat from you, we can't say what I would eat from you is hectic and, and it's binding. No, that's only an inference. However, he disagrees with the mayor in the other part. In the, in the idea, the statement, I shouldn't eat from you. Rameir said we can make meaning of it. Therefore, I will not eat from you. Is it clarifying the opening word with like the insertion of the extra word, that was what the approach of Rabbi, Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah David Gimel. The Tan of the Brisa does not say that. That's a forced interpretation. He rejects it. We don't say that the second part is, is, is clarifying. We say it the way we thought it meant, which is rather which is which is that's that which I wouldn't eat from you is not chulin, implying what I would eat from you from is chulin, and therefore there's not even an implication of a nether. Ravashi Yama, Ravashi says no. Really, we all like Rameir entirely. However, the Mishnah and David Gimel is different than us. The Braisa is talking about a guy where the vowels was le with a shva. It wasn't la, it was le, and therefore it is not effective. It, the whole idea that it's not chulin is only if a guy is only if a guy says la. But we're saying it said le chulin. I I I shouldn't eat from you, and therefore it's not effective because here there would be no way of doing that. The only way would be to make an inference, right? To make an inference, which Rabbi, which Rameir doesn't hold you do. Whereas in the case. Um, the case of the of, of the Mishnah, where you were talking about, or in another case, which would work, is where a guy would say la chulin with a patach, so therefore it can be understood as na chulin, and then you can say na chulin, therefore I will not eat from you. That has the connotation, the food should not be chulin to me, but rather it should be like a carbon. If you would conclude, I shouldn't eat from you, then in a chanami, Rameir would say la chulin, lo ochalach, you're right, Rameir would say it's osr, because you can interpret na chulin, therefore I will not eat from you. But if somebody says le chulin, lo ochalach, then there's no possible way to do that. The only way it should mean lichulin 
equivalent to Chulun, what I don't need it from you, but unlike Chulun, what I would need from you, that's just an implication, and an implication is also. So we're coming out a couple important foundations, some very technical, hard points in language, but let's come out with the basic this that we can take away. In general, there's a dispute if language works with implications. The source of this is tonight, God, Bnei Ruvain, Moshe repeated it. Mayor says, you see from here, from the repetition, that language only works in what was said outright. It doesn't work with its implication. According to Rabbi Mayor, therefore, the opening line of our Mishnah, where somebody says, what, what I would eat from you is not chulin, la chulin, what is the law, is not a nether. Even though it implies what I eat from you is haktish, it doesn't make a difference. Okay, Rabbi Meir is going to say it's permitted. Rabbi Yehuda is the author of a Mishnah, and that's why he says it is Asr. Another case where we work with inference was like the opening line of our Brisa, where somebody says, what I, uh, what I wouldn't eat from you, what I won't eat from you is Hulin. It's Mashma, but I would eat from you is Hektish. That's another case where a mayor would say it's permitted and Rabbi Yehuda would say it's Asr. Those two cases are clear. However, there's another case where Rabbi Meir does agree, and this is hard, where somebody, what the Gemara is concluding, and we see this in the Gemara, on Daf Yud Gimel, if somebody says, if somebody says um, it is not chulin lo ochalacha, then we can interpret what he is saying is it is not chulin, and therefore I will not eat. That is stronger than just an inference, and we say that such a such an idea can be binding afilu l'dasar